Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Moi. Guten Tag. Han yong ha si yo. Ki ora? Sein bin you. Yes. Welcome to the normal, not normal podcast from me, Oliver Phelps. And me, James Phelps. Welcome everybody today. And today we have a very exciting guest with us. Yes, we do. But more on that in a little while. James, I need to ask one question. First of all, before I forget about it, what did that mean, the last thing you said then? Hello. In what language? Mongolian. Of course, of course. Right, okay. <laughs> what, you didn't know that? I, I, life is about learning and it's great to learn new things. But anyway, guys, in this season, we're talking to some of our favourite people to find out what normal means to them and if it really exists. What have you been getting up to this week just gone? This week just gone, I've been doing a lot of hit exercises. Sorry, that was my dog trying to get in the room when I said that. I was going to say, what was that? <laughs> he's, he's trying to get in, but I've closed the door. So, um, so when you say when you say hit exercise, and it's not just you just stand there punching yourself in the face, going "get ripped, <clears throat> get ripped," <clears throat> it actually means something else, doesn't it? I was working in LA a couple of years ago, and we were in when we we're in Santa. Oh, when I was in LA, when I was, when in, I was LA, in LA, man. yeah, yeah. And it gets even worse. So we're in Santa. So when we we're in Santa Monica, but I was training at Gold's Gym in Venice Beach. You see all sorts of characters in there, but there was actually I remember there's a guy who used to train in a gas mask, and he would punch himself beforehand. <laughs> this is before masks were cool. So there you go. But no, it is not that. Hit training is when you basically do a high intensity training session. Although maybe I need to spell it with one eye then, because I don't actually do an interval. I just go all the way through. And it is at first I hated it, but now I really do enjoy it. So. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no. You take your interval after you do the full set. So say you do a, four, a set of four things, and then at the end of the fourth set you wait, and then you do another set. Well, instead of doing a a, a break, I do um, jumping on a you know skip rope. Oh, sod off. Sod off you do that. Rubbish. Oliver, one of us has to be in shape and another one has to be you. So we'll just leave it like that, shall we? Anyway, Oliver, what have you been up to apart from putting more photos of yourself on the wall? Do you like this one? No, I've got some more over here as well, actually. Yeah, too. Let me show you them. Right, so exhibit A is me playing golf. I'm in my golf room. Did I tell you I've got a golf simulator, James? Uh, no, you didn't, actually. Anyway, yeah. So there's myself playing at the home of golf St Andrews. I think you're standing over you here. You lost that one though, didn't you? Good. You didn't win that. I played to, what, six shots under my handicap that day. I was very happy. It wasn't good enough though, was anyway, it? Anyway, the photo here is myself and three of my uh, good mates outside Wembley Stadium. We've got 
here at the seventh hole at Pebble Beach. You're in that one as well, actually. Yeah, with our good mate Haley Joelsman and Steve. And this one here is me playing out in Dubai, teeing off in the desert. So that's that. That's going on the wall uh, sometime very time soon. You know that actors are known for being a bit egotistic, but looking at those photos, all I can think of is you looking there going, me, 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 me. <laughs> I bet there's more pictures <laughs> of some solar system on your wall there than there is of me. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, exactly. So there yeah. we go, case in point. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that a lot of your photos are just of you. So what? It's my room. <laughs> it's about me. No, I, could, I know. Okay, anyway. So today's guest is one of the biggest names in professional wrestling and she's now acting and is taking the acting world by storm as well in her latest disney plus series she stars in the mandalorian so whether you're into wrestling or not you don't need to be to really enjoy this podcast today's guest is sasha banks but her real name is mercedes varnado so i'm very excited to introduce her now oliver and i are quite big wrestling fans and have been since the uh, what the late nineties, the early two thousands, when wrestling really blew up in the UK. If you'd never been to see it live, I thoroughly recommend it. It's a bit like in the UK, we've got a pantomime. Yes, in the run up towards Christmas, pantomime is a huge thing where they always do things like Jack and the Beanstalk or Cinderella, things like that. Theater, 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 and in, in theater, and everyone just gets into it, which is exactly the same at the wrestling. You got the good guys, the bad guys, and but the these these the wrestlers are unbelievable athletes as well so when you see that i mean it's people go oh it's fake well i'm you know the the results are predetermined but you can't fake being thrown 10 foot off a ring and land on the floor and it not hurting in some way shape or form so it's always it's something to, to appreciate the athletic agility of them but also it's a fun little story thing to to watch for an hour or so so we've seen a couple of interviews that mercedes has done before and everyone always asks her about one of her cousins is Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a cool thing. But I don't think we're going to ask her anything about that because everyone will ask her about it. So we wanted to make it a bit different for her as well and mainly make it about her because she has done some incredible things um, starting off from a very young age. And she moved through the divisions, as it were. And she came along at a time when the women's wrestling really started to be taken a lot more seriously than it used to before. It used to be a five-minute match, if that, and also different novelty matches that they used to do as well. And now it is one of the, one of the matches that people genuinely want to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can we just have one rule going into this, though, James? What's that? Can you not just come out with... Of course, because I do yoga. I've been doing hit exercises in the guy. What's your What's your motivation for working out, Mercedes? Well, you know, I'm just intrigued, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, just please don't know, because we both know that she'll put you to shame. Oh, I have no doubt of that whatsoever. Let's save any embarrassment and don't talk about it. I won't be. Don't worry. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, first of all, Mercedes being your real name, is it still like? Do you answer to both Mercedes and Sasha, or do you kind of leave Sasha at the at work? Um. It's different. This is like almost my first interview, uh, kind of as Mercedes. So I, I, I guess Mercedes, I think uh, I'm more used to it now. Before I almost had like a problem where I was being kind of Sasha Banks kind of 24-7 of my life. I felt like the pressure of being it all the time. And I was like, you know what? That's not your real name, first of all. And that's not you. 
uh, your name is Mercedes. <laughs> so that's who you are. So be yourself. <laughs> Sasha Banks is just a character I play on WWE. And I'm, I, I, you know, she is the boss. She is awesome. But Mercedes is awesome too. <laughs> yes, sure, sure. So, so in this podcast, we're basically trying to explore what the word normal and celebrating mm-hmm. what's what makes us all different uh, in our own way, but basically saying that, you know, is does the idea of normal even exist? So like our, our childhood was fairly unusual growing up on the set of, of the Potter films. Um, but yours is pretty different too. I mean, you started wrestling very early on. Like what was it, what was it that sparked that interest in wanting to uh, get into the first training lessons? Man, I started uh, watching wrestling when I was 10 years old and I just instantly knew like, that's what I wanted to be. You know, kids want to be superheroes. They want to be firefighters. They want to be lawyers, doctors, whatever. But I was like, whoa, I want to do that. I want to throw my body around. I want to slam and, you know, say words and say, oh, hell yeah. And have people watch me from all over the world. And I want fans screaming my name. Um, And I just had that just instant dream. Like a, a light just came into my soul. And Every single day was just like, my dream was wrestling, 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 wrestling. And then I turned 18 and I went to wrestling school and I started training and I I messaged WWE. I kept sending emails being like, can I get a tryout? Can I get a tryout? Can I get a tryout? Because WWE is the, the number one company in the world. And they gave me a tryout and they gave me several tryouts because they said, nah, whatever. (laughs) Then finally, they sent me down to Tampa for a week-long tryout. And I was like, you know what? I cannot leave this place until I get signed. I, yeah. I have to be the best. I have to be better than everybody. Yeah. And I got signed. And now here I am. <laughs> so when you started uh, learning, like, were, you, were your friends doing it with you? Or or what? if they weren't, what did they think when you told them? I had no, no friends growing up. Okay? I had no friends. Um I started going to online school when I was 13, 12 or 13, and I had no interaction with people, nothing. And I started watching wrestling at 10, and I was just kind of nervous as a a woman telling people that I liked it. You know, I had like, you know, WWE notebooks, and people be like, hey, I I like that. But I never really wanted to engage in conversation. Um, You know, we would engage a little bit, but not a lot, because no one wanted to do it like me. No one wanted to be a wrestler like me. Nobody wanted to you know, slam around, throw it down. Um, you know, I had to run home every single day. I couldn't play with kids after school because I just wanted to watch wrestling. I wanted, I couldn't wait. I was like sitting at the TV with excitement. I just, I didn't have any friends to tell about. I just had myself and my brother and that was it. Okay. And so what did your, your brother and your mom say then when you, you told them you were doing that? Or was that later down the line after you started learning? Um, no, I told my mom. I told my mom right away. I was like, I think I want to do this. And she was like, she was being so dramatic, like my mom always does. She's like, oh, oh my God, what did I do? Why? Why would you why would you do this? Like, what? Like, this is insane. Why would you like something like this? This is not what girls do. And I was like, I don't care what you tell me. I'm going to do it. Because, you know, back in the day when we would watch together, the women weren't really wrestling like the men. They were treated differently. They were just treated as, like, sex symbols and... You know, there'd be women that could wrestle and they were given opportunity, but they weren't given the same opportunity as the men. They weren't respected. They weren't, you know, and it wasn't like they weren't, they shouldn't have, they should have been respected. They weren't given respect. 
if a woman ever dreamt of dreaming about stealing the show, no, let me just take that dream right now right. and throw it out the window because let me not even put you on the card. Women won't, wouldn't even used to have WrestleMania matches, period. No. But now, not only are we respected and we are given respect, we are taking over. So it's so cool to see because my mom was seeing that and she was thinking that I'm about to do a broad panty match or wrestle in mud. And, and yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say the days of like a, yeah, so a bra, bra and panty match are a long way from yeah. where, where you guys are are doing these days but I mean James and I are massive wrestling fans but some some of the guys listening now may not be too down to down to uh the actual terminologies and stuff like that so how would you best describe it in a nutshell if you had like one nutshell to describe wrestling how, how would it be how does it how does how does it work it's theater it's it's acting it's it's stunt work it's it's drama it's alive it's like SNL on on crack it's it's yeah. crazy it is yeah. non-stop because it is so exciting i think i just get a thrill off of the anxiety i get because of how insane um professional wrestling is and the thrill you get off of it because it's such an insane sport yet it's in the entertainment yeah. because we have to work together to make sure that we really don't hurt each other mm. but these moves really do hurt yeah i was gonna say because you can't really fake being thrown off even just like from say the turnbuckle onto a map but let alone if you're going onto the floor below or in the parking lot or anything like that you can't fake gravity you can't fake it you cannot fake it but you know it's it's like an art of itself it's kind of like its own martial art because you have to learn how to fall and roll and to protect yourself and hit things in a certain way so you are walking every single day it's it's such a beautiful art but while you're doing that, you have to have facial, you know, structures. You have to think and hear the fans because they will make you change your mind in an instant. You have to have eye contact with your opponent and you can have more than one. Mm. Wrestling is so crazy. You can, you can have a ladder. You can go through a table. <laughs> it is, it's so crazy. It's such a thrill of an excitement and it's so undescribable. You just have to watch it because it's almost everything. Yeah, It's everything. Like anyone that's done theater is there's always a great thing when you do the scene perfectly and it goes exactly right yes. but also for performer it's also quite exciting when it goes wrong and you need to still end up at the final result i guess that exactly. kind of thing happens with you and how do you recover exactly and like you say just looking at the eyes thinking how are we going to get around this one exactly and you're like oh do i show that i'm scared and nervous and i don't know <laughs> what to do or do i have it together because i've been doing this for that long and I should, or is, you know, so many things go through your head and you only have a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it incredible how the mind works? Yeah. You know, you mess up like this and the mind goes up. They, they, it gives you so many different things and you're like, okay, but which one do I do? Which one is perfect? Let's try it. Let's see. Oh, it's working. It's going. We got back to where we want to go. And it's, <laughs> it's just, it's so incredible. The power of your mind. Um, and it's so awesome. The same thing with theater and, and wrestling. If, if things go wrong, you have to work on your craft to make mm. sure that you, not only are you good, because if, if you're off, you, you can mess up the whole train. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can sure. mess up the whole train. You can mess up the whole match. You can mess up the whole excitement and everything's so the thrill for the fans. It, it's actually really, really cool when things don't go perfectly because sometimes it's not meant to. Yeah. No. Sometimes no. you hear something from an audience and it's, they don't like that and you want to change it what they like because you need a feel you need to go off that energy 
And it's, it's probably like the best part. So I, I like not even saying or, or like almost planning things and just letting things flow. <laughs> sure. That's cool. So, I mean, cause I've noticed as well that it's like it's, it's one of the few times when I've been to see the WWE live is that it's the one time that you can either go with, say, your family or you could go with with your mates and have a couple of drinks beforehand. Like it's it's amazing how you and normally you don't the two don't mesh together, but both is intertwined. Exactly. As long as you you almost like need need to leave your self awareness at the door really, because when you get in, you need to be invested in what the what were you guys are doing. Like the goodie comes out, the baddie comes out, and stuff like that. Exactly, and it's so cool to see children, to adults, to teens, to grandmas. Mm-hmm. Because everyone could connect. It's not like it's no, there's nothing too crazy for kids besides, you know, a couple of chair shots. But we're letting you know, please do not try <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. but they say that though. But does yeah. that, do, do people never do that? Because I remember we used to have a beanbag when we were growing up. And that thing got <laughs> pounded weekly because it would be either a power bomb or something like that. So as, as much as like you guys say, don't try this at home. Well, then you know what? You got to... That's up to your mom. That's not up to me. I can't go to each house and give you a little straight. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, please do not try this at home unless you want to be a wrestler. Please, you know, seek professional your training before you try anything. It's it's, it's a crazy world. Sure, sure, <laughs> yes. Sure. So has, has playing uh, the character, like, again, playing Sasha Banks and other characters that you played before that, has that, did that help you with your own personal confidence or have you always been an outgoing person? No. I have never been so outgoing. Um, it's all due to Sasha Banks. And I'm so, so thankful um, for her. And because of Sasha Banks, it helped me really find myself because I took some of her traits of something that I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be super outgoing and super loud and super like, hey, I'm one in the room because I was super shy growing up because I have a brother with autism. Um, and he just you know, he gave me public humiliation every single day. So I was just like a a turtle, a turtle, turtle, turtle. So once I found wrestling and once I found that, Hey, I don't have to be this turtle anymore here. Let me take off my shell. Now let me put on a new shell and let me be a character and realize, wait, it doesn't have to be a character. It could be me. Mm -hmm. It's, it became such like a, an easier thing to do because it's just like grow. That's really interesting you said that because to be honest, that's exactly what happened to me because uh, before I played Fred and Harry Potter, I was very much happy to be one of the crowd at the back of the room kind of, and but the character is very outgoing. It's funny that it's when you do something so much, it kind of rubs off on your own person. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's, it's exciting. It's awesome. And it's cool to know that, you know, every day you can change and you can be whoever you want to be. If you are shy and nervous, Every single second, you have that difference and you have that time to change. Mm-hmm. It takes one little, let me just try it. Oh, let me bring a fear. Okay, that was not that hard. That's, I don't have to be shy. That That's awesome. You just, there's, you have to try that every single day and keep on trying because that's what I did. I was, I couldn't not even speak. I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even say hi to people. And now here I am. I speak to millions mm, all over the yeah. world every single week on live national television. International. International um, television. International. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, so it's incredible. Just keep on working on it every single day because sometimes I still go into, you know, my old self of being shy and nervous for sometimes. Mm. Um, but 
I don't know. That's just that's life. It's it's okay to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, cool. I mean, I was, I was going to ask as well. Like, so are you encouraged by the WWE to stay in character or anything like that, or is it more like a case of where, um, well, I suppose we're in like in an era of social media where companies like are revealing more behind the curtain, as it were, that you can break the traditional kayfabe, or is it as you say, like be like today yeah. being the first time? I feel like it's just kind of something that's not even talked about. I feel, um, you know, when you get into the WWE, you're so excited and you're so excited to play a character because it is um, a place where you kind of almost play a role 24-7. So even our Instagrams and our Twitters are kind of our character names, but we are the ones that are playing these roles. We're real human, too, and we're playing characters. So um, I don't think it's encouraged sometimes. Um, sometimes like Twitter and stuff, sometimes they'll let us know like, hey, can you send out a tweet to promote the storyline or this or that? Um, but I feel like a lot of times you're seeing more of who we really are on our off days and like what we're doing now thanks to social media as well. So you get to know about us in both worlds. Welcome to that bit in the show where we read your messages. Thanks for sending in your did you knows, your questions, voicemails and jingles. But there were so, so many that if you don't hear yours in this episode, listen out in the following episodes. First, we've picked a couple of did you knows, haven't we, James? Yes, we have. So Megan from Ireland sent one in, which is very good, which is did you know an actor's brain activity is different when they are in character? I remember reading a study where researchers scanned actors' brains whilst they were answering questions both as themselves and in character. And according to the results, the brain activity differed between answering as themselves and as their character, almost like the character was possessing the actor. Wow. Yeah, well, Heidi in California said, Did you know? Is that that, that how you say did you know? That's how I say it. That's how how you have to say it. It's law now. Anyway, Heidi in California said, did you know that in our dreams we only see faces that we already know? Very, very true. And Elizabeth in America sent a good one in. Did you know that James is too tall to be an astronaut? Unfortunately, Elizabeth, I did know this. (laughs) And it has haunted me. Wow, Elizabeth. Wow, what a movie you are. I learned this when I was about 12 years old when I realised I'd outgrown the possibility of being an astronaut so I was very very sad to see this but maybe if I ever had um, trials to to work with NASA or any other space agency I'd be one of those people who walks around on their knees or something that's amazing so is um, is, uh, is Elizabeth available for self-help videos and stuff like that as well <laughs> destroying dreams yeah <laughs> Elizabeth the dream destroyer Oh, oh, she could be a wrestler with a name like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We also had a message from Caitlin who told us about her normal day. And she writes, thanks to travel restrictions and COVID, I said it, we haven't seen my mum or grandparents in over a year. But no matter what, your podcast is guaranteed to cheer me up. Very nice to hear. Our new normal, not normal, is trying to juggle homeschooling with Chase, who is eight and autistic, and my youngest, Katie, who is only one. I only have a few grey hairs for my trouble at 29. However, this week my son worked really hard in English and designed a potion to bring dinosaurs back from the dead. I know, he learned nothing from Jurassic Park. The magic words at the end were the best and has to be a tongue twister. Discover dangerous distant deceased dinosaurs. So to quote Fred, try saying that five times fast. I would love to show him your efforts. Hope you're both well and stay safe. Thanks, Caitlin. So James, five times fast, please. 
Discover dangerous distant deceased dinosaurs. Discover deceased. <laughs> discover dangerous. Discover dangerous distant deceased dinosaurs. Discover dangerous distant deceased dinosaurs. Discover dangerous distant deceased dinosaurs. Discover dangerous deceased. <laughs> okay. We also had a message from Jen, who's a bartender in Missouri, and she says, "Hey y'all," because she's from Missouri. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I like to listen to it when I get the bar ready to open. So I thought, why not create a signature cocktail for your podcast? I'm liking this one. So you're, if you are ever in St. Louis, Missouri, post-COVID, I said the word, obviously you'll have to stop by the gin room and order yourself the signature drink. The hashtag normal, not normal drink. Nice, nice. So what's in it? What's in it? Two ounces of gin, three quarters sweet red vermouth, one quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, a dash of orange bitters, stir with ice and strain into a martini coupe or glass. Garnish with a lemon peel. And I have to say, the, the photo as well that Jen included looks amazing. It's actually got a little bow tie on it as well. So thank you very much for Jen. We'll definitely be checking it out next time we're in St. Louis, Missouri. Exactly. And obviously you should only have this if you are over the legal age of alcohol consumption in whichever country you are in. Exactly. And even if you're not of the legal age of alcoholic consumption, this next bit can be enjoyed by all because we have a question from Agnes. In the past, people were buried with items they would need in the afterlife. A question for you both is, what do you want to be buried with so you could use in the afterlife? Why do you say it like that? Well, it's a bit of a dark question, isn't it? Maybe Agnes and Elizabeth could team up for an interesting day out. <laughs> Uplifting chat. Okay, answer the question. Answer, answer the question. What would I have to take with me in the afterlife? I think it would be a book full of pictures of everyone I'm, I've met before with their name next to it. Because when you get to the afterlife and you bump into people, no doubt, who you've met before, and you think, oh gosh, I can't remember their name at all. And because you've already met them, and it's been obviously quite a long time if you're in the afterlife, you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Are you going to have the, you know, the balls to say to everybody the first time you see them and you can't remember the name? Sorry, what was your name again? Whereas if you've got a book you could quickly go through and find it, that would be it. So that would be mine. I would take the harmonica which I have taken round the world with me because everywhere I've been, I've had this harmonica with me thinking, I'm going to have some free time to myself to learn how to play it. And I never have learned how to play it. So... I would take the harmonica with me to the afterlife because let's face it, eternity, there's going to be time to learn the harmonica. There you go. But anyway, thank you very much for all your messages and all your questions. Yes, yes. Remember, you can send in your did you knows, your questions, your voice messages and jingles to us at normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us with the hashtag normalnotnormal. And if you're sending us a voice note or jingle, and you're under 18, please make sure you get permission from your parents or guardian. Now, before we get back to our interview with Mercedes, here are a couple of Did You Know voice messages and an amazing jingle that was sent in by Ruby. Ruby, we absolutely love this jingle. Thank you so, so much. Take it away. Hi, Oliver. Hi, James. Here's Selin from Germany. But my mother language is Turkish, so merhaba, guten tag. Did you guys know that there used to be the International Hedgehog Olympic Games? Yes, Olympic Games for Hedgehogs. Um, these events included sprints, hurdles and floor exercises. And I know that James is a huge fan of hedgehogs. <laughs> Love your podcast. Bye. My name is Haley, and I am from California. 
Did you know that the International Space Station is the most expensive object made by humans? It has cost $150 billion so far with all the pieces that are up in space. Thank you guys. This is You've gone from that WrestleMania to a lot of other things. And then more recently, can we talk about The Mandalorian? And that was, uh, again, an amazing thing to do. So how did that all come around? And can I ask you on a acting side of thing, is your preparation getting into another character like that the same as getting into Sasha Banks? Or if, are you able just to switch back and forth? Oh, man, it was for real so hard for me because I was just so freaking nervous. I could not believe... Um, when I got the call to be asked to be part of the Mandalorian Star Wars from John Favreau himself, I was like, "Wait, what?" Did you believe that? Do you believe it was him on the phone when he called, or was it? <laughs> I was, I was like, I was driving somewhere, and my manager called me, and I had no makeup on. I think I was going to the beach or something. I was like, "It's an off day, yeah. finally." And I'm telling you, I used to not have off days. We. This pandemic, oh my God, I only had one day off. So I am full of joy. I want to throw my phone out the window. I don't even want to answer it. He calls me up. He's like, John Favreau wants to FaceTime you. Do you got time? I'm like, uh, uh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ran home, just to make it fun. I was like, hi. And he he asked me, um, he told me about the Mandalorian. He told me about the story. And I was like, wow, this is, is this for real? This is incredible. Oh, my God, this is incredible. And it's something I, I would love to be a part of. And I didn't even know if I could have because of WWE and the schedule. Um, but he saw me on Hot Ones and he was a he just instantly just really, really liked me and said that he wanted to write a role for me in The Mandalorian. So no matter what, he would you know try to get me on. Um, so for me, I just, I, I wanted to do really good. Cause I even said, I'm like, should I get acting classes? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, ah, and he's like, you do you every yeah. single week on live national television. What are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, you're right. Because what I do is acting as well. I, I get a script every single week and I got to remember like, mm-hmm. bam, mm. because in WWE again, that's how exciting it is. Our boss is so, so legendary and crazy and iconic, but again, crazy, (laughs) but he will change things in an instant. Right. And maybe he won't even give you a script and just push you out there, but he will change a script on you in 30 seconds or in a heartbeat, lesser than that. And you just have to pull it together. So I have to be like, you know what? You are absolutely right. I forget sometimes who I am. I can hold it together. I can do this. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. So it was really, really up to me. I just kept on practicing, you know, over and over and over and over. And it's not like I had many lines, but I wanted to make sure I understood the character and the meaning and the facial expressions and what I wanted to bring to the table because, man, I was working with Mm -hmm. the best. I worked with the greatest. Over the years, you've become a role model to millions of people, especially young girls. Like, how How does that make you feel? And does it ever coming to your conscious when you're asking, answering questions or you're in, out in public, like how you behave. Because I know for me, sometimes 
I'm watching, can I do that because there's someone around? Or does that ever come to your psyche or is it just something you, you get on with? Absolutely. So it's hard, but it's it's so cool to also know that you are a role model to these people. Like I make a difference yeah. to these people that I meet. It's just It's just so cool to see because of what I loved as a kid and because of my craft of what I, I wanted my dream to be that it brings a joy to people's faces. And now I'm a role model to them. Mm. It, it's also very nerve wracking because I'm like, Whoa, that doesn't mean I'm <laughs> super responsible for you guys. You have to make your own decisions. You have to do everything yourself. I can't, I can, I can only be myself. Mm. So I, it's hard for me to be like, yes, I'm a role model. Let me say all the right things because Every day I'm learning as well, and every day yeah, I'm growing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know you've opened up um, earlier on. Earlier on the interview, you mentioned about your brother uh, being autistic, and 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 like it sounds like that. That obviously meant that you had to move around a bit. Could you tell us how that affected in any way your life growing up? Because obviously, siblings sometimes bear the brunt of of these things, and we don't hear from them often enough. But on the flip side of that, what did you learn from him? I learned so much from him. I learned um, the patience of life. Um, and that life is so special and I am so incredibly blessed um, just to be my own being um, because he has to mm. deal with a lot harder things because of his disabilities. But he also has way more abilities than I have and could ever have. And he is uh, so incredible and brings such a joy to not only myself, but to many others because of his personality and how he is and how uh, <laughs> he's just it's, if there's nothing how to describe him, but just call it Joshua. He's like, that's just Joshua. That's Joshua. Um, and just so awesome. He's, he's taught me so, so much, but it was so incredibly hard growing up with him because autism is just really not spoken no. about no. often. And not only does he have autism, he has many other different things as well. And it, it was super hard and difficult because there was not a lot of resources. There was not a lot of programs. It was really hard to find the right doctors. And, the, and my mom didn't have a job. And she was a single mm. parent. And it was just me and my brother mm. and my mom. And, um, you know, I had to leave school. And I had to take care of him so my mom could get a job so we can stop living in hotels. It was just so incredibly hard for me. So wrestling uh, what brought is what brought me life. It's what brought me joy. It's what brought me passion of, like, okay. I'm going to get through this hard time, but one day I'm going to be a wrestler. <laughs> so it was my dream. So yeah. it gave me a passion and, and watching wrestling with my brother just also gave me a light being like, okay, this is really cool that we can do this together, but wait till you see me on TV one day. I cannot wait to see your eyes and expression. And now he, here I am. And he says, my sister, Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. And it's, it's so, so, so cool. But I, I feel like people with disabilities, not only, only autism need to be celebrated um, because they're just so uniquely just different. And I think it's so important to understand that everybody is so uniquely mm. different, uh, but to take the time and to be really patient uh, with people that just don't understand and take a longer time to, you know, process yeah. things. We have to be gentle with one another um, because they're so, so special and can change your lives. Definitely. Really well said. You've also done some amazing charity work. Uh, one thing, one being that when you teamed up with Foot Locker to donate over, let me get it right, 19,000 pairs of trainers, sorry, sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> yes. Sneakers. Sneakers. To, to, we can call them trainers. To, uh, to people in need. Can you tell us about how that came around and 
What happened? Yes. And I'm going to actually bring on my husband because he's the one that it's myself and him. So this is Surat. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, Surat. What's going on? How are you guys? And we're explaining about the shoe and the collaboration. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the shoe uh, came about where we collaborated with Foot Locker in this program called Collaborate. And essentially what they're doing is they're going to donate roughly 19,000 sneakers to kids less fortunate, which translates to about $250,000. And uh, yeah, for, you know, during this whole pandemic issue, you have a lot of kids who are less fortunate who aren't able to, you know, going through hard times or aren't able to get new shoes for school. So what we tried to do with the shoe was uh, we did it in collaboration with not only Foot Locker, but one of the store managers from uh, Foot Locker in Detroit, whose name is Marcus Person. So the left shoe actually represents Detroit. So where it says, we are Detroit. And then the right shoe is Boston. So that says Boston strong. Oh, nice. The whole idea is it's a little bit of a, uh, a map through the cities. And when you put them together, it reads, we are strong. So the whole idea is what happens when two opposite mm. things become one. And I'll be in a 13, just out of curiosity. For... Maybe we'll try to pull some strings. <laughs> exactly, we'll pull some strings. So you guys uh, met at the WWE? No, we met before WWE. Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah, we met Well, we met because of wrestling. I started um, training at the place that he worked at called Chaotic Wrestling. He was an independent wrestler. And one day he was walking by when I was talking to another fellow wrestler and I was talking about Korean movies because I love them and the guy was like what and Surat came by and was like I love Korean movies I was like oh really that's cool and I never met anybody who liked <laughs> Korean movies because I really didn't have conversations with anybody so and it was really different about me um and we just kind of hit it off and he was so incredible to me and so sweet and uh yeah voila now here we are. <laughs> and now he works for the WWE. And it's so cool because, um, like I said before, he was a wrestler before too. But he used to make his own costumes when he was in high school. So he can save mm. money and just, you know, do it on the side. And he used to make my gear. So when we moved down to Florida, I was like, you know what? Just make my gear. Make NXT people's gear. You know, whatever. And one day Triple H came to me because my gear is Go fast, look it up. Sasha Banks on Google. My gear is the greatest. He was like, Triple H was like, How do you look better than me? I was like, Got you a hookup. He really, really liked him, brought him to WrestleMania for a tryout, and he's been there ever since. He he got he got called up to the main roster before me, sir. I, I was like, oh, I got signed. But he's incredible. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah so i mean as, i suppose as well one of the you could say the i was going to say benefit but i suppose one of the positives of this whole pandemic at the moment and you guys being almost based solely in florida at the moment oh with God. the shows it, is that has idea. that been great not not living out of a suitcase so much you have no idea how much i think that has changed my career for real mm. it has changed yeah. my career so much because i used to be on the road five to six days out of the week. And I'm not just talking mm. about like in one state. I'm driving five to six hours to different states every single day. But we're not just talking about driving. I'm talking about flying as well. Early in right. the morning. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about flying. And I'm talking about wrestling too, my brother. I am beating my body. <laughs> now I am jumping into a car and I'm driving five hours, getting to the hotel at maybe like four in the morning. They're like, uh, mm. we gave up your room. You you have like it's four in the morning. I'm like, ah. They're like, check out at ten. I'm like, oh, let me sleep just a little bit, please. I need to sleep just a little bit. 
They're like, all right, sleep until 12, working out, getting your food and doing the exact same thing. Now that will beat up your body. And now you get to TV where it is crazy. And again, you don't know what's going to happen. Vince can Mm. push you out there. You have no idea. You could have a 10 minute match, five minute match, nothing, a 20 minute segment. You have no idea. Then you go home, do your laundry and get on the road again. Now, thankfully that I live in Florida. I'm so thankful. It is once a week. (laughs) That'll do. It's easy then. Yeah. Part time now. (laughs) I feel like a part timer. It is. My body is, is is like the best shape it's ever been. I'm sleeping so good. My match quality has just raised the roof up. My body just feels awesome. When you know, you've just gone through a match where you've been battered and bruised, where's the motivation to then go to the gym the next day after driving five hours and all that kind of stuff till 4 a.m.? The motivation is being on live national television. Mm-hmm. That's my motivation. My motivation is I want to make sure that after I'm done wrestling, that I'm still looking and feeling good. So I have to make sure that I take care of myself. Um, And if I'm really, really beat up, it will be a recovery day as like just sit in the sauna, yoga, stretching, just those things. But, you know, there's some days where, yes, I am beat up, but I also know that I just have to push it through so I can just keep on looking good because I'm about to be on TV and I have to be strong for my opponents and I have to have a strong neck and a strong back and strong arms because it is, you have to be strong. You have to take a lot of bumps. So it's also just for my own safety and making sure that I'm okay and my opponent's okay. And for my future, you know, working out every day, it's, it's just facts. It's science. It's, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not as extreme as I do it. You don't have to. Um, but just working out, it will make you feel so much better. It's, it's good for your mental health as well. Because there's some times that I will slag off because I can be really like, oh, hurt, tie up. Um, but once you like let loose a little bit, that can also like weigh off some of bad energy and bad, uh, you know, feeling like in a rut sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely. good to let go of those toxins out of your, your body. Yeah, I think we told you this is normal, not normal. So what is the most normal thing about you? What is the most normal thing about me? Uh, the most normal thing about me is that I am so shy and nervous and scared and, you know, stutter my words and make mistakes like everybody else. <laughs> I feel like that's normal, right? <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So on the flip side of that, what would you say is the least normal thing? I would have to say my love for Korean movies and anime um i love anime i I love different things i'm uniquely different i always love the opposite of what people like (laughs) sure i've also got something which i've now dubbed the 3am questions because the answers come at 3am uh so it's it's a bit quick fire but what is your favorite book the alchemist what is your favorite song right now say kendrick lamar all right uh your favorite food so hard maybe pizza yep Oh, oh, another side question. No, I don't. Uh, is pineapple acceptable on a pizza? No, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 disgusting. No, yes, exactly, Mercedes, exactly, it's disgusting. What are, oh, yuck. Uh, uh, what is your favourite movie? Uh, there's so many new movies and I feel like I always give the same answer, which is Old Boy, but I haven't seen that in years. So I don't even know. I need, I need something to watch. Harry Potter? I'd say that, yeah. Well, we, we, yeah, I'd say that. I say okay. that. Okay, yeah. let me try yeah. that. Uh, and um, <laughs> what is your favorite quote from any TV or film? Um, 
be so good. They can't ignore you. And I am not afraid I was born to do this. I don't, that's not from a movie or whatever, but that's just a quote from something. And it's something that I just really, really love by it. Definitely. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us, Mercedes. And thank you very much for entertaining everybody, especially during this whole crazy time. But uh, again, thank you so much for your time. It's really, really means a lot to us. And next time you guys are over in the UK, we'll happily take you and your husband out for a meal to say thank you. Oh, that'd be so awesome. You have to take, to, you have to take me somewhere good because every place in the UK, you guys have no seasoning. It depends where you go, but yeah. You have no flavor. No, I agree with that because I always, whenever I come back from the US, I'm always loaded with seasons from <laughs> different places. <right>? Oh, really? <laughs> well, look, Mercedes, thank you so much for your time today. Really, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, keep on, keep on being fantastic. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed that. That was really fun. So again, thank you very much, Mercedes, for joining us. And I can't believe it when she said that this is her first interview as Mercedes, not in character. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like I feel like we've got a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like to be that kind of person, don't you? Anyway, so no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just. Saying, I was. I was really surprised and really excited and humbled as well that she she did that with uh, with us to actually break that that fourth wall, I suppose it would be from her character to, to this. Cause I've got to be honest, I did watch a, an interview she did with somebody in full Sasha Banks character. And I thought this is going to be quite fun in a awkward way, this interview, but it was really, it was, it was such a nice relief as well. Um, that Mercedes was just so, so warm and welcoming with us and very open and honest and talking about what she's, her, her progression through the company throughout just getting into the industry. Also, now going into the acting side of it and how all that came about. So it was, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And we hope that everyone listening to it had as much fun listening to it as we did as well. Yes, very much so. I especially enjoyed relating to the fact that she herself um, wasn't the most confident person and it was playing these characters, especially the character which plays now, Sasha Banks, which brought her out of her shell. So I like the terminology of she was a little turtle. And uh, <laughs> it yeah. brought her out of a shell so, because that is exactly what I used to be like, uh, especially when filming the first couple of parties. I was a very shy turtle. So it was, mm. I, I love that one. Mm. I remember someone describing themselves once as a turtle and uh, the response that came about was, but you know what? A turtle doesn't go anywhere unless they've got their neck out. And I thought that's quite a good, that's got another way as well, isn't it? No, but in terms of, no, but think about it, think about it. You need to, you need to put, whatever, cut that bit. <laughs> it's true a turtle wow that's your quote for the day isn't it well i think that's quite a good one really i mean i think i think i think mercedes did it a lot more justice than how i was trying to then i think she did but if anyone wants any inspirational quotes to be tattooed why not have a turtle never gets anywhere without putting its neck out doesn't there you go <laughs> anyway yes Back to this. First of all, amazing how she met her now husband. Yeah. They have a great working relationship as well. That's why she looks so great in her outfits because her husband has a great eye for that. But also them both coming together to essentially put a quarter of a million dollars worth of shoes on people that need them. Again, hats off to her husband, Foot Locker, everybody involved in that project. So that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah of course. It's um, And it's, it's such a cool idea as well, especially whole, the whole mapping what's on the shoe design and things like that. I thought that was absolutely awesome. So yeah, 
fantastic, fantastic interview. We really, really enjoyed that one. And uh, it'll be we're going to have to think as well now, James, of when obviously WWE is able to travel over to these shores again, what restaurant we're going to be able to go to with a bit of spice. I was thinking of going to like the, uh, I don't know, some, uh, some maybe, maybe, I don't know, we could go to the Balti Triangle in Birmingham and take it to a proper Balti house with some spice in there. Yeah, a proper Indian curry in Birmingham. That would be a good... Yeah, good. Or if she's on the... Yeah, or if she's by the coast, a good fish and... A proper fish and chip shop. Not one in London, but a proper fish and chip shop. What's wrong with the ones in London? Well, they're not proper fish and chip shops, are they? It depends where you are. As in, as in fresh fish? Yeah, it depends where you are. Do you mean like as if, as if like you mean a fish and chip shop where you get a cone of chips? Yeah, out the paper. Yeah, I'm also um, very thankful for her for talking about her relationship with her brother and yeah, you know, how how trying having a brother who is autistic and other conditions as well, but how that kind of inspired her dream even more. So when she would watch wrestling with her brother and be like, "I'm going to be there one day," and now she is. Mm. I think that's absolutely commendable. And, it, it, you know, it really just shows that it's a cliche, but literally if you follow your dreams hard enough and you just keep going and you you invest so much time and effort into it, you really can achieve what it is. I mean, she's she was one of the youngest there when she first started and now she's headlined so many shows. She was in one of the, the biggest wrestling matches of this year, definitely, and of previous years as well. And it just shows that, Although she's um, gone through a lot of trials and tribulations, she's got the love for the what she does now now more than ever. Full kudos to her for that. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think as well, it just shows as well that don't give up on the first attempt because she said she went for a tryout, then another tryout, then another tryout, until eventually they said, right, okay, can you come down to Florida for a full tryout for a week? So that just shows that just because you get knocked back once doesn't mean you're not going to be good enough you know, obviously, you still got to keep keep learning your craft and keep doing your best. Uh, but it was just just great and really cool to hear that from that as well. It just shows you don't don't give up and don't take no for an answer first time round. Mm-hmm. Definitely, WWE uh, is where you will find her stuff. So check them out on wherever you are listening in the world. You can uh, see her do her stuff. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Oh, hang oh on. okay, all right. We're missing something, don't we? What you got? Come on. So, did you? I've got a couple of did you knows, but since we've had Mercedes, aka Sasha Banks, I thought I could I could start with a wrestling fact, and it's kind of okay. a, a, a when wrestling meets other sports. So, starting with boxing, Muhammad Ali, the world's most famous boxer of all time, the greatest, and he was known for being very loud, very brash. But did you know? that he got this because he saw how a famous wrestler called Gorgeous George was. He was a heel, as they call it in wrestling, a bad guy. But he knew that he could draw money, as they say. He could get big attention on him if he was the bad guy, if people wanted to see him get beat. And Ali essentially took on this persona whenever he was given an interview to make people want to see him either win or lose. And this is how he became very big, very big. So now whenever you see um, boxers and there's a big feud going on nine times out of ten they're just imitating that but it's, it's bizarre isn't it that in boxing that is deemed as acceptable to be that type of character but yet in say football for example if a, if a player spoke like that it would be bad it would be bad form he'd be completely cut aside by right? even though it's still probably just making money there you go did you also know are these all wrestling the- based 
No, I've got. I've only got one other wrestling-based one. Oh, okay. But did All you right. know that the largest wrestling event ever? Do you know what country it was held in? Event ever? You mean in terms of attendance? Yeah. Uh, it was. It wasn't Wembley Stadium, was it? It was not in Wembley Stadium. No. no. So okay. Professional wrestling, aka American wrestling, as it's known in other countries, the biggest event it ever held was with WCW and New Japan Wrestling combined to put on an event in North Korea. What? Yep. And they were in front of 300,000 people at the May Day Stadium in Pyongyang. So there's a did you know fact for you. Really? When yep. was this? When was this? This must have been a while ago if WCW was involved. Uh, it was a while ago. Ric Flair was the nature boy who just happens to have the same birthday as Oliver and myself. It was actually, uh, he was wrestling. So there you go. There's a did you know fact about the biggest wrestling event ever. Okay, now I've got three more did you knows. They're not wrestling related. Okay. Did you know hiccups usually last for about five minutes? Right. Did you know that a housefly, its lifespan is usually between 10 and 25 days? Those bloody things seem to be in the house. Though, whenever you hear them, they seem to be there a lot longer. I know it's normally probably only a day. Exactly. Reason. So you might as well open the window and let them out because if he's trying to get out that that window for three days, that's like a third of his life gone. Let him see the world. Or smack them with a newspaper. No, no, no. Let them out. Let's, let's let them out. And last one. Did you know Niagara Falls... In North yep. America, the border between Canada and America, yep. uh, the United States, Niagara Falls can fill 4,000 bathtubs every second. Excellent. That was very good. So that's this week's Did You Know? Um, first of all, I, and, and I'd like to apologize because I'm not sure whether I've ever repeated a Did You Know? So if I have. I um, hope you haven't. I, hope I hugely apologize if I have. You're selling a short if you are. I know, I do apologize, but I have seen some cool uh, videos actually of some people who have redubbed our our podcast to them reacting them out they're very funny they are so if you have listened to a couple of them a few times i apologize if i have repeated a did you know fact yes yes i can only apologize on my brother's behalf but also did you know that if you enjoy this podcast please click the subscribe button the like button share it with your friends tell everybody else about it because that's how we spread the love that we're getting onto on this podcast. Stop uh, hijacking my did you knows. It's true. It is true. That is how we spread the message on the podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode, because we're going to be bringing some out every week for a while now, uh, make sure you click subscribe and you'll be kept up to date with it. Stop hijacking my did you knows just to become another one of those YouTube podcast people that go, guys, if you really liked this, please click like now. I hate people that I hate. That's my that's my pet hate. Is like, I, I, I'm fine. I'm going to subscribe. Don't entice me to do it because I won't. Okay. If you like what James is doing, just say great, well done to yourself. But if you like what myself and all our lovely guests have been doing to this podcast, please click the subscribe button. Leave a nice little message if you did like it. If you didn't like it, well, turn it off. There you go. Um, but as you say, if you did enjoy it, leave a nice little message or just click subscribe, and we will see you next week i've got no shame in saying to people if you don't want to miss one just click subscribe that's how we find out about things isn't it because how many times are we doing something are we listening to a podcast when we're say out in the garden out for a run doing something in the house or something like that you say oh that was really good you put it down and then about five weeks later you think 
oh yeah i forgot about that and then you've missed you miss a whole load of episodes so there is the reason why the subscribe button is there thank you very much for promoting the subscribe button there oliver hey 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 i'm not just pr pr promoting the subscribe button i'm promoting the like button as well don't worry about the dislike button don't worry about that the like is there button. a dislike button there's not a dislike button yeah right there's some assholes who always who always put dislike and there's there's like one view there's like you know before you've even put it up there or something like that i remember we did one with bonnie um an episode and a couple of people clicked like dislike on it and i don't know what there is about that to dislike it was me i'm a self-sabotaging person yeah so with that being said this has been normal not normal i'm james phelps who's very normal he's oliver phelps who is not so normal but i would say that i'm very normal in my own way thank you very much for joining us this week he's been james phelps i've been oliver phelps guys we will see you next week cheers guys bye normal not normal is a stable production